Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 1, Episode 11. I'm Bethany, your host, and joining me tonight are YouTubers Jen from The Book Refuge and Amanda from The Naughty Librarian. And tonight we're going to be talking about one of our favorite authors for historical romance with a side of comedy, Tessa Dare. If you want to support the podcast and get early access to episodes and exciting bonus content from all of our guests, check out our Patreon linked in the show notes. And a big thank you to our patrons and special shout out to our world-expanding patron, Trina. Your support makes this possible. But before our conversation today, it's time for On My Radar, where I share recent or upcoming book releases in science fiction, fantasy, and romance that I'm excited about, and then our guests will have the opportunity to share one as well. The books for today's episode will be released between February 17th and March 2nd, 2021, with the exception of the guest recommendations, which may include any upcoming release. We have one release coming out on February 18th. This is Play of Shadows by Sebastian de Castell, the first book in a new swashbuckling fantasy series with swordplay, magic, intrigue, and friendship stronger than iron. Then on February 23rd, we're getting two books that I want to highlight. Waiting for a Scot Like You by Eva Lee is the final book in a series of historical romances inspired by 80s teen movies. Yes, really, they're super fun. This one is a quite steamy take on Ferris Bueller's Day Off with nods to Footloose as well as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It is quite a romp following a merry widow and a stoic major. Then A Dark and Hollow Star by Ashley Shuttleworth has me very intrigued. It's a debut YA fantasy that's been pitched as The Cruel Prince meets City of Bones in a thrilling urban fantasy set in the magical underworld of Toronto that follows a queer cast of characters racing to stop a serial killer whose crimes could expose the hidden world of fairies to humans. Everything about this one sounds amazing, so really excited to check that out. Then finally on March 2nd, we're getting three books I'm excited about. In the Quick by Kate Hope Day is a sci-fi novel in the tradition of Station Eleven and The Martian, where a young, ambitious female astronaut's life is upended by a fiery love affair that threatens the rescue of a lost crew. Then The Conductors by Nicole Glover is the first book in a new series that is historical fantasy meets whodunit in post-Civil War Philadelphia. The main character is a magic user and a former conductor on the Underground Railroad who now solves crimes. Looks really interesting. And then lastly, one I've been highly anticipating, A Desolation Called Peace by Arkady Martin is the conclusion to a sci-fi duology that began with a memory called Empire. It follows a new diplomat from a small outpost coming to the capital city of a galactic empire and navigating court intrigue and danger. The first book ended with quite a twist. I'm very excited to see where the second book is going to go. With that said, please join me in welcoming Jen and Amanda to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Yay! Yay! Happy to be here. <laughs> you guys are perfect for talking Tessa Dare. Um, so if you want to briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners, let them know where they can find you and kind of what you do, why you're on tonight specifically, and share your pick for an exciting upcoming release. I'm Jen from The Book Refuge. Um, I'm The Book Refuge on pretty much every platform, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok even, but we won't point that out <laughs> too strongly. I'm just getting my feet under me for that. Um, yeah, I am on here because I read romance. I mostly focus on romance from, uh, I started with historical, then I've read more contemporary. Now I read darker 
as well as erotic romance. I've just put that out there. I read it pretty much all kinds of romance. If there's banging in it, I want to read it. This is a thing. This is true. Um, this kind of, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's the truth, guys. It's the truth. Um, uh, a couple of books that I'm really excited for. This was hard to choose, but I am a um, basic white girl and I'm very excited for A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. And I don't care who knows it. I'm so excited. <laughs> she did an Instagram live with her husband and she held up the size of that book. And I about like dropped down dead. I was like, it's so beautiful. I just want it in my life. Um, and then one coming, oh, that comes out on February 16th. And then another one I really want to mention because it just, the first one stunned me, is The Intim Intimacy Experiment by Rosie Dannon. It's the follow-up mm. to The Roommate that comes out mm. April, I can't remember. Sorry, I didn't write it down by that one. Um, but I'm very excited for that one because I thought the roommate did some really amazing things. Um, and I'm excited to see what the in intimacy experiment will do as well. It's about a rabbi and a porn star. So nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. awesome. Nice. Hi, everybody. I'm Amanda. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as the naughty librarian. Um, I mean, if this is a Tessa Dare podcast and you guys are here, you probably already know that <laughs> that's kind of been my thing now is that I, I really like Tessa Dare mm -hmm. and uh, you can find you can find me other places um I'm sure if you search Nani Librarian I'll come up but I'm technically Amanda Venture on other platforms like Twitter and Instagram but it's all me <laughs> and uh yeah I read all kinds of stuff uh the Naughty Librarian is kind of a a node to my love of romance uh, I like spicy books, you know, like sometimes you just want a smutty delight. I yeah, even have buttons. I got buttons made that say smutty delights. And if like, oh someone, I just carry them I with have me. One. That's amazing. You do? I want a giveaway you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I have one. Nice, nice. But I carry them with me because sometimes like very rarely, not all the time, but some would be like, oh, are you the naughty librarian? I'm like, yes, I am. Do you want a button? So like, it's like my prize. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, smutty delights are my thing. I also read a lot of fantasy. Uh, I, I've been like kind of dipping my toes into sci-fi. I'm much more of a yeah. magic over technology kind of girl, if I'm being honest with myself. But uh, books, I'm just like looking at like all of the books I pre-ordered this year, which is uh, very many. Um, the most the the earliest book that's coming out just next Tuesday the 26th well from when we're filming this uh January 26th is Highland Treasure this is the latest release in the Highland Bride series by Lindsay Sands now this series it's very campy I will say it's just basically like hot guys in kilts doing Scottish stuff and then a feisty lady and then they bang it out and everyone has a murder mystery no matter what, all of the books of the series are the exact same I plot. It. I don't, it, seriously, it, they're all the same plot. They all have a murder mystery and Scottish guys. And it's just like really? the same over and over, but it's okay because I like it. <laughs> you know what you're getting. Yeah, I, I've used the analogy that it's like a it's like a bag of mini Snickers. It's like every mini Snickers you eat is exactly the same, but it's okay because you like mini Snickers. Because you want them. There you still. go. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And That's then awesome. um, one book I just want to like give a shout out to because I feel like it's under the radar. Mm -hmm. um, this is coming out in August. Uh, it's called Sisters of Reckoning. This is the yes. sequel to The Good Luck Girls by Charlotte yes. Nicole Davis. 
it is a really underrated book. Yeah. I was obsessed with the Good Luck Girls. I highly recommend. It is a fantasy western, and it's technically YA, but it's a crossover YA. I'd say I think mm. you know I'm a grown ass adult, and I was captivated. <laughs> I so, remember hearing you talk about it and being like, "What is this?" So good. It's, it's so good. good. It's I did. I- yeah, I like desperately want Netflix to pick it up and turn it into a show. Ooh. <laughs> it would be so good. It'd be like it's kind very of a dark, world, but like it's very, very dark. Like they have like mm-hmm. there's like wraiths in the forest that will like eat you. Oh. Like mm-hmm. it, and then they have magical tattoos that like brand you as like it's kind of like working with like you know um, we, people got branded in the Western era like. For example, like a runaway slave might have been branded. These people mm. also get branded. So now they're property. Mm-hmm. So it goes into like deeper issues as well. Yeah. And like sisterhood and. But they also the like take down the patriarchy and yes. do it and like rob a bank. It's great. <laughs> they also become bank robbers. I yeah. was I was like saving that nugget. But like it's a really, really good yeah. book. And the sequel's coming out. I already yeah. have it pre-ordered. I pre-ordered it back in 2020. Like I'm waiting a Dang. long time for it, but yeah, it's coming out. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Everybody go read Good Luck Girls. All the books are always all listed in the show notes. If anybody's wondering about any of them, so that'll be good. Um, okay. So tonight we want to talk about Tessa Dare, and I. So. I probably started reading Tessa. I know I did. I started reading Tessa Dare actually because of Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) That is the number one thing people say to me. It's just like, I read Tessa Dare because of you. And I was like, probably. (laughs) She's so great. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about like what she does, places to start, thoughts about some of her books. Like we can just chat. We have like a while. Um, But I think for me, what's great about her books is she's like the queen of the historical romantic comedy. Her books are so funny. Like they make me laugh, but they also have great romance and characters and they're just fantastic. So I would love to hear from you guys maybe. Okay, so maybe this is a good place to start. What book did you read of hers first? If you remember what got you into reading her? I, the first book that I read from her was The Duchess Deal, which I still love. It's still one of my favorites. And if you haven't read it, it's so great. Uh, I love A Marriage of Convenience plot and it's just so good. But yeah, that was where I started and then kind of went from there. And I still have more to read. I have not read nearly as many of her books as Amanda has, but I I continue to love most of the books I read from her. Yeah. They're great. I want to hear what Amanda read first, because surprisingly, mm-hmm. also the Duchess Deal. Okay, well, um, so did I. Okay, great. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you'd have a different answer than that. So <laughs> your triplets are killing it. I'd like it. Um, no, I read the the Duchess Deal. I remember it was summer, and uh, I got it randomly. There's this a uh, bookstore. I think it's like fairly internet famous called the Ripped Bodice. Yes. out here in Los Angeles. And uh, I went there and I was looking at the events they were going to have. And they were having Tessa Dare come in for a signing. And they were like, I'm like, oh, what's this book about? And they're like, just read it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I read like five Tessa Dare books in a row. Yeah. And then I went to the signing. Okay. I'm just taking this over for a second no, because no. I was such a no, nerd. No, no. Tell. So I just read like, 
at least five or six Tessa Dare books in a row. And then I went to the signing and I had bought like all of the books, <laughs> even ones I hadn't read yet. So I had like 15 books and I was there and I got there early and I was like, I'm sorry, I have so many books. And she's like, that's okay. And I was talking to her and I was like, I'm trying to be cool, but like I couldn't. And like, I was going to a party afterwards. So I had like a bag of wine. Well, like it was a bottle in a bag. Like I wasn't just carrying a, a loose bag of wine. But I had like a couple bottles in there and it was a wine I really like and recommend. So I was mm -hmm. like, would you like some wine? And I gave her a bottle, like a weirdo. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, thank you. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just, I'm just going to have to stick with this. I'm just going to lean into the crazy. Because, I mean, as far as crazy fans go, giving her wine and saying I like your books a lot is pretty benign. So yeah, um, that's, that's really started the journey. That is hilarious. That I'll tell you, okay, this is totally random side tangent, but the thing I'm most jealous about the two of you is pre-COVID, all of the author events you were able to go to, oh, like that's, yeah. those are vlogs and stuff I always watch to both of yours. And I'm just like, I'm so envious because I live in <laughs> Fargo, North Dakota. Let me explain oh, that oh, to wow. you. And the closest yeah. I've ever got is Sarah J. Mass came to Minneapolis and I had to drive for four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then there was too many people there be so only 20 of us got to like have her personally sign our books everything else oh wow went. so that was a sad day anyway sorry side tangent <laughs> but I definitely <laughs> love like that's something why it got me into watching you guys too is all of your like author interactions I was like I hate you but I love you oh. <laughs> I'm never gonna do that and now I have book friends and COVID happened like I legit have people I could go stay with and go to book events with yeah. and now I can't so anyway yeah. I know but it won't be forever that's, and also now you've had gotten to have like virtual author interactions yeah which is cool that's yeah cool. I have Sarah McLean coming up at the end of February Ooh. and I want to like just I can't oh think God. about it too much or I'm gonna sweat but Crystal and I <laughs> get to interview her well, I get it. Juliet Cross too for Valentine's Day. So I, yes, COVID's also been good because I feel like authors have to kind of use the internet now more too. But anyway, sorry, side tangent. That is a wonderful no. story about Tessa Dare. That's <laughs> it is. I only have one other story involving the real life Tessa Dare. Oh yeah. Well, you better um, tell us that one. Okay, I forget who sent me the message, but like one of my subscribers went to an author event in New York and Tessa mm -hmm. Dare was there and you know your girl talks about Tessa Dare quite a bit like that's kind of my thing on the internet yeah. yeah and one of my subscribers went and she said oh I started reading your book since I heard the naughty librarian talking about it and she goes oh I love her and I'm like Tessa Dare knows who I am <laughs> yeah and like and like my subscriber emailed me, not emailed, like it was like a like an Instagram message. She's like, "Hey, Tessa Dare, what said this?" I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I would die." Oh my god, so, she must have liked the wine. So yeah, I'm like somewhere on her radar <laughs> right. that she knows I exist, and I was very excited about. Oh my that. gosh, okay, I have to tell <laughs> one historical romance story because you just reminded me of one mm -hmm. that like made my life so <laughs> so okay. So I'm like hyperventilating remembering it because I was like, I have had something cool happen to me in my life. So my friend, my friend Crystal from Crystal's Bookish Life, shout out to her, mm -hmm. love her to death. She ordered me a signed copy of the the Duke and I, the re-release. Oh. And cool. when Julia Quinn was signing it, she mm -hmm. took a picture of herself signing it and 
put it on Instagram and said, oh, when you're signing books and you see one of your favorite bookstagrammers. And she picked me. To that at 7 a.m., like I roll over and took up my phone and I see Julia Quinn in my notifications. I'm like, what, uh, what the fuck? Okay. And I see this and I started sobbing because I've oh. loved Julia Quinn since I was 15. Oh. <laughs> and so I look at this and I was like, this was just a funny thing for her, but like, I died. Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. You're like, wow, it. someone knows you, even though like, you know, I'm sure it was but anyway, that made my life. Mm-hmm. And then I got that in the mail for my Christmas gift. And then I cried again for like 10 minutes. Oh. I was like, Julia Quinn has touched this book. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was just, I love it. That's my one thing of like someone knowing what your name is. And it's like, if 15 year old Jen knew someday there'd be something called Instagram, Julia <laughs> yeah. Quinn would use it. Because that yeah. is the cool thing. If something cool does come, has come of COVID, it's that other people who wouldn't normally use the internet the way they do are using it now and getting mm-hmm. you know like Eloisa James she's done so many Instagram lives with creators because she just does them on her mm-hmm. lunch break and interacts with people I'm sorry That's I took cool. this completely off track <laughs> it's just fascinating so okay so I should have known Jen you do these like long rambly chatty videos when I read how about I tell that I read the Duchess deal as well mm-hmm. and um I did read it because I'd seen it in a couple places as good places to start. Cause I've been reading historical romance as I was, since I was a teen, but mm-hmm. I would just kind of pick them up, whatever. I mostly only read Julia Quinn, Catherine Coulter and Eloisa James. Those were the three authors I read and I just kept reading them over and over again, um, which is fine. Cause they have like 50 books each. So, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? I want to find some new ones. So I was looking for videos of like, historical romance recommendation videos and at that time there was like four of those videos that existed mm-hmm. you know Jess had one and I don't know if it just came up because of your like metadata Amanda but I know I found yours where you're talking about Tessa Dare in a video or something and so I liked the way you talked about her and I was like this sounds really fun so <laughs> I just ordered a bunch off of um I can't remember what site that I used, but I just loved that this, it captured me right away. It got us right into the action. It got right into some of the smutty times because that's the thing. It had the same banter that I love from a Julia Quinn. Sorry, everything's going to be compared to Julia Quinn. Just y'all know that now because she's my formative historical romance author. She like is in that place. So it had the banter that I appreciated from her stories, but it had a sexier stuff that I was looking for. And then mm-hmm. this had this had um Regency Batman in it. So I was it like, did. Oh, man, it did. It. That's true. I loved it. Regency Batman. Batman. He's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so I ended up buying all her books, but then I read them very slowly. So like I I I binged the Wallflower Wager wasn't out yet. I binged the governess game as well. And then I read, um, well, I guess we're going to talk about that in a minute, like where we like to start with it. But I yeah. started binging a couple and then I was like, wait, I don't want to read them too fast because she doesn't have an endless supply. So then I slowed <laughs> down. And so I still haven't read her first two trilogies. And 
after hearing some stuff, I may not read the first emojis, but I yeah. own them because I am a completionist. So I own them, but I might not read them. <laughs> okay. I'll breathe now. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Amanda might have thoughts about those ones. It's, I, I think we can safely say though, that the Duchess deal is a very good place to start if yes. you are new to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I think yeah, like other good places to start. What is, I would say like Winna Scott ties the knot. Oh, really? That's probably the fan favorite, I would say. Winna Scott ties the knot is the one I see most hyped mm. all over. I think it's definitely the fan favorite book. It's okay. very fun. It's very funny. Yeah. I, and I could see that being a good place to start too because it works well as a standalone. For those yeah. who don't know, so we talked a little bit about the Duchess deal, but when when a Scott ties the knot is about – this girl who doesn't want to get married so she writes letters to this fake fiance in the the army Mm -hmm. um and then like kills him off so that she like doesn't have to get married except that then one day he shows up this guy shows up and it turns out he's been getting her letters all these years and like pushes her into marrying him (laughs) it's just like really funny it's great yeah it's pretty good. Dear Captain Mackenzie, and she just writes these letters and puts them in the mail thinking it's going to go nowhere, and she's yeah. just being weird, and she's like, I just like drawing. Here's a picture of a snail. Like, she's yeah. just being, like, quirky and adorable. Puts yeah. them in the mail, and then she's like, oh, no, he died. I'm I'm, I'm in mourning. I can't deal with men. I don't want to marry anyone else. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Captain Mackenzie shows up at her door like, sup, I'm Captain Mackenzie, and she's like, what now? <laughs> yeah. Then you have like a plethora of men in kilts doing adorable Scottish things. And it also, these are all like a group of men who came back from war. So it has like some deeper issues there where like with Mm -hmm. PTSD and like head injuries and everything. So these men have like other things going on. And I almost thought there was going to be some spinoffs with those characters, but they just never went there. I thought that would have been interesting. Well, and it's interesting too, because I I feel like now I, so now I follow Tessa Dare on Twitter and I feel like I'm slowly learning more about her. Her husband is a doctor, Mm -hmm. which I don't know, is kind of, kind of interesting, but, um, oh, actually my one interaction with Tessa Dare was on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Cause she, um, she posted something, uh, like, I, I don't even remember the exact context of it, but something joking about, like, YA romance. And I was like, so am I supposed to take away from this that you're working on a YA romance? And she was like, uh, no, I'm not. I, that just seemed like the, the best comparison to say, but I'm not. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, should we start a rumor that Tessa Dare is going to write a YA romance? What would that even be? That would I, make me happy. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like when people graduate from YA to adult. I don't want them mm-hmm. to go backwards. Please don't. <laughs> Nothing against YA. There's some great YA. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you can get away with spicier content, definitely, in an adult book. True. They're a favorite author who I love their spice. I don't want them to go the other way. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Like, I think there's some great YA romance, a great fantasy with romance in it, but I like it when they escalate. Not de-escalation. <laughs> both. I mean, like Jennifer L. Armentrout writes both. It's true. She does, but Jennifer L. Armentrout is her own thing. Mm, like yeah. we need a whole other podcast to get into that barrel. Where <laughs> enough. 
Fair enough. That's another <laughs> one where I feel like I'm an expert. I've read everything. Really? <laughs> I've read so little by her. I wouldn't even know. I like, I've read a few things. But it is so simply delightful. It is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, like, it's, like, so melodramatic that you're, like, gasp. And you just want to eat popcorn <laughs> and just see what these idiots do next. And it's so delightful. I love it. Yeah, that's what it. I've gotten from the ones that I, the things I have read from her. But, oh, yeah. Gosh, I love it. I will fight people. I love it. I don't care. It's like people who really, really like Riverdale. We mm-hmm. know it's trash. Like, right. we know. Mm-hmm. But that's don't, why we like it. Don't let Leanna hear you say that. <laughs> oh, no. She, is, she heard me say that. She made me watch random episodes. And I'm like, Leanna, what is happening? <laughs> it's Leanna from Leanna's library. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. and Leanna live fairly close to each other. So, mm-hmm. like, before pandemic times, at least, we used to hang out. Yeah. But, um. She made me watch random episodes uh, and like, it was just, I wanted to scream into a pillow. Like I was like, right. what is going on? <laughs> so I love that stuff though. That's how, mm-hmm. that's something of like where I am in my like romance journey is that I like finding really deep, awesome, emotional ones too. But I am so erratic in how I rate books because if you made me laugh and cry and had sexy times, you get a five star. So I rate. So that's why I had to introduce the six star for my reasoning, Bethany, is because I had to delineate between like, what did I just give a five star because it gave me the jollies, and what mm-hmm. because it's actually like a really deeply good book. Because if you make me smile, it's cry, a very, laugh, it's very useful. Yeah. So that delineates for me where I'm like, did I give this a five star just because I enjoyed it? Because that's my rule with romance. That's why mm-hmm. I love romance. If you honestly offend me, we got some problems. But otherwise, things don't offend me much in the book. I'm like, was it fun? Did they end up together at the end? Did I want to keep turning the page? You're automatically going to be a four or five star for me. You know, that's just how I rate. And some people Mm -hmm. are like, this makes no sense. And I'm like, sorry, I'm reading for fun. And I read really quickly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the books that make me read every word. I was just having this discussion in video. Like when a book makes me read every word. And a book that takes me five or six hours to read, I read very, very quickly, obviously. So <laughs> when a book makes me read every word, that's a six star book for me because mm-hmm. I don't, I just want it to last longer and longer. And like, there's some historical romances who do that to me where I just wish there was more pages. Like I get mad because I'm running out of pages. I'm like, there's not mm-hmm. enough pages of you left. <laughs> Keep going. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I I wanted to put in one where I where I think a good place to start with Tessa Darius. Oh yeah, um, I really really enjoyed um, romancing the Duke, um, which is the very first good. one in Castles Ever After. I think you're. I haven't read that one. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that Castles Ever After After stands. They stand pretty well alone. The only two that are even really connected is Say Yes to the Marquess and Do You Want to Start a Scandal. Those ones are loosely connected. Well, yeah. Do You Want to Start a Scandal is also technically attached to Spindle yes. Cove. Exactly. So that's yeah. a crossover book. But um, mm-hmm. Castles Ever After is great. It's episodic. You mm-hmm. could read them individually without reading any of the other ones, and like yeah. it would still make sense. Yeah. But yeah, Romance in the Duke is my number two under the Duchess deal. It's yeah. very good. It's so it features good. like LARPing. Where yes, you can see yeah. arrows LARPing. That's I keep hearing you say that. It's it on, my list, like, on my list. Comic Con. On my list of things. It has like Comic Con. It's fantastic. Oh <laughs> you have this whole plot to like fool people, and they're like, and they give this like long plan. She's like, "What's Plan B?" They're like, "Well, just gonna throw a weasel at him." It's like they don't have a plan B. <laughs> 
and I laughed so hard. Like I had to so put funny. the book down and like just like think on that for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your guts just hurt while you laugh about it. Oh man, yeah, that's high on my list of priorities to read from her. I need to get to that one. Well, one okay. So one thing that I also think is actually a good place for people who just want to like dip their toes in. Did you guys read the holiday short story when she was naughty that she just put out? No, I haven't read it yet. I'm a title it's, person. I don't oh read Christmas God. novels. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, <laughs> it's what? What? We talked about this, Bethany. Oh my gosh. Jen, it's also not even a novella. It's a short story, yeah. and it's so funny. Yeah. I th- I do think it's like really a really good example of what she does. Like it's super short, but it's hilarious, and yeah. it's playing on the ugly Christmas sweater trope. Except in this case, it's like an ugly Christmas waistcoat Cute. and like a prank. It's very funny, but I think it gives you that flavor of like what sh- type of stuff she writes. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think um, Lisa, how I describe Tessa Dare to people is that she's writing historical romance for a very modern audience. Oh, yeah. Because I feel people who live in this time period, obviously, I don't know everything about the Regency era. I've mm-hmm. never been there. Right. So when she when I'm reading the books, I can still very much relate to them because they feel like you could still take the main parts of the plot and put it in today, and it yeah. would still work. It doesn't yeah. have so, to be perfectly historically accurate. That's something I just... Yeah. I don't care about that People either. People do that all the time, and I'm like, guys, you're reading a fantasy no matter what. It's fiction. Unless, yeah. you're, like, I don't know. I say that all the time, but I absolutely agree with you. Tessa Dare's the number one crossover author I recommend when people are like I like contemporary romance but I want to try historical and I'm like mm-hmm. Tessa there I know yeah. you're sick of hearing it but it's the truth she has vegans yeah. in her book and she has like <laughs> yeah. she has like I said she has a Batman she has a live action role playing like she has things mm-hmm. you will recognize and they're cheesy and fun but yet the book is still so readable and yeah. wonderful so she's the number one crossover author for people people just gotta if you like thrillers and, and crazy stuff, read Carrie and Burn. If you want a light, fluffy rom-com, read Tessa Dare. Like, that's, those are the places you start. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not reading for accuracy. I just want to see a girl wear a pretty dress and have dirty sex with a duke. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, what else do you need? I mean, banter. I love her banter. It's mm-hmm. just so good. so good. Okay. So, Amanda, we know now your top two favorites. Mm-hmm. Jen, what are your faves that you've read from her? Ooh, I don't oh, I have answer to this question. What were you going to say? I have more faves. Like that was yeah, that, those are just my top two, well, but also Week to Be Wicked is also up yes. there. Yes, stop yes, that it. Is, that is one of my favorites. I love A Week to Be Wicked. Okay, let me see. Um, I have one of the books open in front of me so I can read all of them at the same time. So I would say I actually really, really loved um, – yeah, the Duchess Steel, obviously. I actually mm-hmm. really, I recently read um, A Lady by Midnight. And oh, I really wow. love Any Duchess Will Do. So those are. I love really Any Duchess Will Do, mm-hmm. but Lady by Midnight, I was like iffy about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. She has a strap to a bed. <laughs> she has the side bed. characters in that book, I wanted a spinoff. Yeah she has like this lesbian cousin i just wanted mm-hmm. to see her go around europe solving mysteries like yeah. i loved her intensely <laughs> so my i love that character but like the main couple i was just like i wish you were a bit more spicy like i just was yeah. like waiting for him to get going yeah I, it's not bad it's, it's still it's a fine book but it was just it wasn't my favorite of the series 
Right. I really like that one because of some of the tropes in play with that one. Mm-hmm. I like the, um, man, it's hard. I don't want to like spoil it either. Somebody, but there is a scene where he is strapped to a bed so she can get some answers. And it's probably <laughs> one of my favorite things. I like that it was a little bit darker twist for Tessa Dare. I like darkness and angst. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it like spoke to me too. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like Spindle Cove as a whole had a bit more darker themes just because these women are the outcasts of society or they have you know issues Hmm. preventing them from being quote-unquote normal for the time and so I really Hmm. like that but yeah and then any duchess will do is just so funny and brilliant this like Hmm. is it a duke or an earl I don't know what he is it would be a duke because it's any duchess okay pardon me (laughs) Saturday night (laughs) but his mom the beginning chapter of this one the setup is that his mom has like kidnapped him and takes him to Spindle Cove, which Spindle Cove is where all the spinsters and unwanted ladies live or whatever. And um, and she's like, you're going to pick a woman in this tavern to be your duchess. And then I'm going to train her up. So despite his mom, who he does love his mom, but she's a busybody, he points to the serving war- girl and says, she's going to be my duchess. And the mom's like, okay, she's going to be your duchess. And so he's like, dang it, I didn't convince her. So he convinces the girl who she wants to start a naughty library, right? It's a naughty library. Um, she wants to start a naughty library. <laughs> and, and he's like, I will make sure that can happen if you will fail at being my duchess. So my mom's going to try to teach you, I want you to fail. And then I'll be free. And it'll be perfect. Boom. So that's the setup of that book. And obviously, they fall in love for real, as mm-hmm. man would say. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they fall in love for real. It's the best. It, they always end that way, and I'm always happy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Spindle Cove, which I still have two of the novellas left to read, and I like don't want to read them because I oh. don't want it to be over. But yeah, those are yeah. my favorites. I think for me, so The Duchess Steel is definitely a favorite, but I think my most favorite I've read is A Week to be Wicked, yeah. which Amanda, you mentioned. I And I think part of it is I love nerdy romance and mm-hmm. it is yeah. so great. Like the heroine is a blue stocking. She's a nerd into like, what is, is it like? It's like archaeology or paleontology. Paleontology. Yeah, paleontology. paleontology, right? And she's written the scientific paper and she wants to go and give it at this event where only men are supposed to go and she can't travel alone. So she convinces this rake to like take her on a trip to go deliver the scientific paper and, like along the way, of course they fall for each other. And I think what I love so much about it is that he turns out to be a closet nerd. And so there's like yeah. nerdy bedroom banter and it was so great. It made me laugh so much. It was like the best. I love it. What's the name of the the creature again? What is it? What's her nickname? They oh call gosh, it something. Oh, Forget. I don't. I don't Bertha, know. It's not Bertha. Big Bertha keeps coming to my mind. That's not what it is. But anyway, the bones of this creature have like, or the oh, yeah. fossil has a nickname. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Either. I love it because he wants them to pretend, or she wants them to pretend to be siblings, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> But then they keep like kissing at different times. He's like, we told people we're siblings. We can't keep making out everywhere. <laughs> so much. That's so good. Oh, her books are so funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I think that's the thing. They are. They're just like, they make you laugh. They're feel good, fun books, good for a modern audience. And I agree. Like, I think it's a great place to start if you're into yeah. historicals. I 
I have not read as many of her books as I know for sure Amanda has or Jen. Like there's quite a few I haven't read. So far, the only one I've read of hers that I didn't super love <laughs> was um, her other holiday novella. Yeah, yeah that's not that Winter's Eve of Winter. Yeah, Once yeah. Upon a Winter's Eve. Once Upon a Winter's Eve. It needs I, to be a whole book. That good yeah, needed more. Yes. Because yes. it was fascinating. I mean, like, the, the setup was great, but, right. like, the... There wasn't the enough spirit. other time. Over no, there wasn't enough time. time. Like, it yeah. Like, what you over bad and getting yeah. novel. No. Right. And, and like, you, to get over that in a night, like, what he did was super reprehensible. I was like, no, mm-mm, nope. Like, nope. you needed a whole book to yeah. convincingly make that work. And then there's a yeah. time jump at the end, right? Yeah. I hate time jumps in a novella. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no. If you can't no. tell it in a novella, like, you can't Shouldn't make me believe novella. it. This yeah. is why, okay, this is why I don't read many novellas unless they're, like, about characters I already love. Like, I'm just, I'm just being honest because I... I so rarely have five star novellas. Like honestly, See, I'm I, always I going love... into a book for five stars. If I know it's not going to be a five star, I'm like, why am I reading it? Sorry. Okay, well, let me just say I have had a couple of five star romance novellas this yeah. year. Like I think they're really good ones. Like um, the Earl's Christmas Pearl yeah. by Megan Frampton yes. was amazing. Um, also, Wrapped Up in You by Talia Hibbert was amazing. Like there's, there are definitely, I, I like, I actually, yeah. it's funny. I, yesterday I filmed a whole video about like romance novellas and short yeah. stories. And I'm like, yeah. here are 20 that I recommend. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I to eat my words. Like I do plan to read the Earl's Christmas Pearl, not only because it was a wonderful mm-hmm. gift from a friend of mine, <laughs> but I finally read the fourth book in this series about, so that's the last one I have to read. But again, mm-hmm. I like to read them when they're this is just personally like I like to read them when it's already characters that I know mm-hmm. not just diving into like this is a standalone Christmas novella like mm-hmm. I'm just not interested but this one I know this sister I've been watching her and I really like her and I'm like oh I can't wait to read that because mm-hmm. I know it's gonna be interesting but usually which is the case with the Winter's Eve one that should have been a full book and yeah, it's that into 112 pages and so I'm like yep. this could oh, never be a five star so that's no. again like Jen, what? I recommend out of all the Tessa Dare novellas, uh-huh. I personally think the best one is Lord Dashwood Missed Out. Yes. Well, I have um, so I'm gonna read it. <laughs> um it's part of Spindle Cove. Mm-hmm. It is a short story, but it it's works as a short story. Oh wait, well in a novella length for a story. I don't think it would have worked as a, a longer book because of the setup. Okay. So that one feels like it has the right amount of pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you want to try one, I think oh, yeah. that one is the best feeling novella. Yeah. And I think when she was naughty is also pretty good. It's a short, it's also a short story. It's like 50 pages or something, but it works because it's like a slice of this relationship and you didn't necessarily need to see all of the lead up. So it's, it's kind of getting like, it's basically dropping you in they've been like having this back and forth banter all summer and like it's dropping you in at Christmas right at the big sort of climactic moment where they're finally going to realize that like he has feelings for her. So like it's it and it works like it's you know. It's how good. was Amanda how was Beauty and the Blacksmith? Um, I think a couple okay. I really want to read about and it's well a- I mean then again you really liked Lady by Midnight. Yes. Okay here's the thing because Lady by Midnight 
and Beauty and the Blacksmith, uh, like it's Lady by Midnight and then Beauty and the Blacksmith. That's like the order they come out in. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to switch those. Like I thought Lady by Midnight should be a novella. And I thought Beauty and the Blacksmith should be a full length. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he's literally a blacksmith. He's covered with steam all day. I so know. we got that. Uh-huh. And then um, it, I just wanted to see more cute buildup with them. Sure. But it is like, it's not bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's adorable. I think a lot, it's like a little bit of a fan favorite. A lot of people really like it. Okay. Because that's what, those are the two I was saying of like, I'm saving them. The Lord, the Lord Dashwood and those two are the only two that I have mm-hmm. left to read in that. And so I'm like saving them because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> they're my like what Sarah McLean says they're my like break for emergency like save them for like mm-hmm. bad day. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think no. yeah if you liked uh, do you want to start a scandal? You're really gonna like Lord Dashwood. Oh good. No 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 not start a scandal. If you really liked um, when a Scott ties the knot. Okay. Well yes like Lord right. Dashwood. <laughs> Like, that's the thing of, like, I'm interested to hear, you know, when we talk about the ones you least like, because I don't really have a <laughs> least like. So that's why, like, even picking my favorites, I mostly picked ones different from, like, what you guys have said, because I love everything. There isn't, yeah. for me, there isn't one where I'm like, oh, it, yeah, you know, like that. so that's what I want to hear. I'm here for the tea. Yeah. Give me some yeah. Okay. Now, now, you'll have to do this, because I Are think the only. Yeah, because the, right. the only one that, like, I had issues with was that, like, Once Upon a Winter's, okay. Winter's Eve or whatever it was. Like, yeah. that was the only one I didn't really like. Okay. So, Tessa Dare has had two publishers. Okay. She was she used to be with uh, Bantam for her mm-hmm. first two trilogies, and then she moved over to Avon. When she moved over to Avon, I think she got a new editor, and, like, things just went astronomically better. Okay. So, the first two trilogies... Um, you are roughing it, I would say. Okay. It's a bit hit or miss. And by that, I mean, like, sometimes you're reading and you're like, well, this didn't want me to make me want to scrape my eyeballs out. So, like, it's all right. <laughs> no. But the only, um, one, the only one I've ever heard anyone even, t- like, I hear nothing about any of them except her very first book. That's the only one I hear. Otherwise, it's poop. Mm-hmm. It's poop. Nothing. <laughs> yeah um the first one um it's a uh, goddess of the hunt mm-hmm. uh that series is called the wanton dairy maids yep. it's uh not good i'll i'll admit it um goddess of the hunt i think i gave like three stars because it was all right it was not her best work but i was like well it's her first book okay let's okay. move on so i went to the next one um of that series something with a siren a surrender of a siren Mm-hmm. And that book made my worst books of that year list. It was so bad. And I'm like, Ugh. how? How did you do it? It's literally about a girl who runs away from her own wedding. Okay. And she goes on a pirate ship. Like, oh, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And I'm like, how did you fuck it up? How? Oh. And like, it, it just went so downhill. Like, none of the characters are great. Like, the main character, she's really spunky and entitled. Not entitled, but like, um, just like confident. And I really, really liked her. You met her in the first book as well. And now she gets her own story and she starts off running away from her own marriage. And you're like, whoa, I like this girl. And she gets on the pirate ship. And I'm like, you are the dumbest human who has ever existed. Like, I I don't know how you got this far in life. Like, how, how have you not been murdered? Like, I don't get it. Like, (laughs) She's just, she's with fucking pirates and she's just being like a drunk. She gets really drunk and like flirty with them. Like these are seafaring rapists. Oh my God. 
how are you not murdered? And then like the captain of the ship is like her love interest. And he's even like, what is wrong with you? These are seafaring rapists. Like even he had the same reaction. He's like, yeah. are you fucking dumb? <laughs> like he like loses his shit. And she's like, he's mean. I'm like, no, he's fucking, they're pirates lady. Like he's just yeah. saying like, could you please not get murdered on my ship? Oh my gosh. So yeah, that was like the tension I was dealing with. Um, they're not great. Oh gosh. It hurts to say, but um, yeah. the last book of the series, I, I will admit to not having completely read because it's even worse. Wow. <laughs> no. A lady of persuasion. Um, okay. Lady of persuasion. Um, the heroine of the book just fully believes that women shouldn't enjoy sex she's like ultra religious mm-hmm. so she's one of those women she's like i will just lay there let's my husband do his business and then like Mm-mm. he has to work really hard to get her to admit she likes anything and i'm just oh. like this is boring and i'm like why do you like her oh my gosh you're, you're like you're just like humping a plank of wood like <laughs> i don't i don't get it <laughs> like, that's not fun for anybody <laughs> No. You have the same reaction. <laughs> I'm just yeah. imagining like yeah. splinters from China. Well, well, you know what? I'll give her that. She won't get vagina, like, vagina splinters, so she's a step up from the plank of wood, but like not by much. <laughs> Sorry, the imagery was just so much. <laughs> yeah, so that was a hot mess. Wow, okay. And then the next series, the Stud Club series. Yeah. I just reviewed the first, I haven't read the second two books of it, but I just read the first book, One Dance with a Duke. Already, the name is ridiculous. I'm like, okay, what's this about? And it's about this guy who's a duke. He's the Duke of Midnight. He shows up at parties at midnight and dances a waltz with one lady. (laughs) And I'm like, this is an opportunity for greatness because it sounds so ridiculous that it's going to be good. Uh-huh. and then the main character girl is like really feisty and I'm like I'm gonna like this mm-hmm. and then it just takes a turn and, and I'm like oh no and he just spends like the whole book being an asshole oh, and, no. and she's so feisty in the beginning of the book and then she becomes less and less and less feisty by the end of the book and she's no. just kind of like nothing yeah. and then she, her whole thing is just like oh he's so mean but he's so handsome and that's why she stays and I'm just like girl no dick is that good but like, oh. you need to go yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never had a dick that good they don't exist like if he's being that horrible <laughs> this means, like I don't understand mind you he, he asked her to get married like immediately and he's just like no no we're doing it tomorrow You're good. And, and then when he gets to ceremony he's like yeah I got things to do 15 minutes can you do it in that and like it's just unromantic at all it's just it's just oh my gosh he really likes horses he like likes horses a lot not that he's like (laughs) it's not like perverse that he likes horses I felt like I was leading you that direction but (laughs) he was just like really into horses and like he's just oh there he's just terrible I don't care how hot he is (laughs) yeah and she just like loses all of her spunk that I like and then her brother's just a reprobate and at the yeah. end of the book, when she kind of has like a moment where she's kind of a bit, she has like a dash of Emma from Duchess Steel. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like I could see like a dash of Emma. I was into it. So I ended up giving it like two stars because it like it had its moments where I was mm-hmm. into it. But like overall, I was like, oh my gosh, the only thing I can think of is no dick is that good. Right. <laughs> so. 
Oh man, okay. good to know. Okay, yeah, this I'm is still tempted cool. to read the other books though, because I'm like, how bad are they? You know, like, yeah. I want drunk well, reviews of the last two tests of theirs, please. It, it might. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing a series where, because I last year I did, um, I got really drunk and read Dracula. So you don't yes. have to. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun doing it. The video it did hilarious. not do well. Oh, it didn't I do well. It. I, I had so it. much fun. So I want to do drunk classics this year. Mm-hmm. So that's like an idea where I get drunk and read a classic. So you don't have to. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's very interesting. I'm glad that she was able to move on from this and like right. find an editor and like find I her. Think she has a new editor and that just changed the game because then she starts Spindle Cove. Yeah. And like the first book of Spindle Cove has some problematic content, but overall very good. So right. I was like, okay, there was like a switch over. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. becoming new editor. Yeah. I remember, I remember going from reading, because in the order that I read things, like I read the Wallflower Wager after having read, you know, I read the first two in Girl Meets Duke. And then I read all of Castles Ever After and some, and then I read Wallflower Wager. And then I went all the way back and read um, the first Spindle Cove. And I remember being like, whoa, this is really jarring. But I knew it would be going from their newest work to this. But even then, I was like, I can see the beginnings of this. Like, it's a really strong female lead. And I really liked what was happening with this scarred hero. And, you know, so there was was the bones of something really good. Like, he he had all this misogyny in him. But, like, in the end, he just kind of, like... But she impressed me. Strangely him. not. You're just like, no, like, I don't care that you have a vagina. You're just stupid. <laughs> like, like, I kind of, like, understood him by the end of the book. He's just right. like a soldier. Just, right. You know. That was just him. <laughs> yeah, it's just how he is. It's not necessarily misogyny. It's just that he's just like, I, I your vagina is irrelevant. You're just terrible. <laughs> I'm really curious. I don't know if any either of you know offhand, but when was that switch? Like, what year did that first Castles Ever After book come out? Um, well, no, um, no, A Night no. to Surrender, right? It came out in yeah. 2011. I have it in front of me. Okay, okay. So I don't know when the one before that was out. I think but. the first book came out in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Really? I mean, I do think things have changed pretty dramatically between then and now in terms of romance and like what it's doing and yeah mm-hmm. but that's that's interesting yeah editors matter i guess editors <laughs> matter. they really do like every time i've beta read like not, i'm not saying this is for all authors but like i always tell them like don't make me work so hard to like your book mm-hmm. it's like the number right. one thing i say because it's like if someone has to work really hard to find the tropes you're using and like what you're trying to get at, they don't like your book. Yeah. <laughs> don't make me right. work that hard. And I feel like this new editor said the same thing. Don't make people work so hard to like your books or your characters. Like just that's write likable characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. And then like went with it and like success. Yeah. Well, and I think also, right maybe worry less about whether it's historically accurate because like Mm -hmm. some of the stuff you were talking about it almost makes me wonder if part of it was trying to be more historically accurate of like what characters would have done perhaps I don't know you know I don't need to see guys be assholes like we got that today still like (laughs) again it goes back to I want it to be a fantasy like Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be he doesn't have to be perfect but he's supposed to be the best version of what he could be and then rough him up a little bit you don't start with an asshole and try to put lipstick on it right like my dad was saying (laughs) lipstick on a pig it still stinks 
<laughs> but if you start with yeah. something nice, then, you know, then you can, oh, he's damaged in this way, but, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. said it a lot. Like, I can deal with someone who's grumpy, but I'm not going to fuck with someone who's cruel for the sake yeah. of being cruel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a good well, grumpy I mean, like, hero. The Duchess deal is a perfect example. Exactly. Like, great grumpy hero. Yes. Very grumpy, but he's not necessarily mean to her. Right. He's just grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, lady, you're girl. in my house. Like, <laughs> he has a point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just so, barge in. <laughs> he's like, I am blind and you're in my house and I think I made you pass out because I'm ugly. Like, I'm having a day. Like, he is grumpy, but he's never, like, specifically mean to her. Are you talking about yeah. romancing the Duke? <laughs> Where he's blind? <laughs> Oh yeah! Wait, wait. Who was we saying the Duchess deal? No, he's he's hard. Hard. He's not the hard. Romantic the Duke's blind. Like you're <laughs> yeah, I know that. Really, like, I was like, did I miss that? Like, yeah, I don't know. He's confused. Before I started the video, I was just like, I'm not gonna get drunky pants, and then I had half a bottle of wine, so <laughs> I'm gonna confuse some things. But honestly, I think the lead character, the the male romantic hero in Duchess Steel and Romancing the Duke, is the same guy. Kind of. They're remarkably similar people, so that's why they're getting crossed because they both have facial scars and they're both grumpy and like I'm a monster. The one romancing the Duke, the one romancing the Duke is just a sad, forlorn man though, because his whole life Mm -hmm. just went to hell. Where at least, like, at least in the Duchess deal, he's still running his estate. He just needs a wife. Yeah, (laughs) he's Batman. (laughs) They're just like they're both ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, That's good. they're the same funny. character. I like it. It's <laughs> so funny. But anyway. um, yeah, so I think we wow we've covered a lot of ground. We've got good places to start. Maybe not so good places to start. Like, don't start chronologically. Just, just pretend. <laughs> seriously, just pretend yeah. the first two trilogies don't exist. Don't exist. And start mm-hmm. with Spindle Cove if you want to start at the beginning. Otherwise, yeah. you can yeah. start. You can start anywhere. That's the beauty of yeah. historical romance. Yeah, like, there's very few historical yeah. romances where you need to read in order. Like very That's true. So. Spindle Cove is a bit more in order because these characters all interact with each other. True. Yeah. And, and then the men um, show up. The men show up in the first book because mm-hmm. then that group of guys mm-hmm. all like show up at the together. So yeah. And then, I've read some of them out of order and it's been fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean it's still fairly episodic. Um I think the story is a bit richer if you read it in order, but you could read it out of order and like you'll get it. It's not so complex that you're not gonna figure out who's who. Like yeah. <laughs> it's a historical rom com. You'll be I'm, fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just a completionist. So and people and people always ask me, they're like, oh can I read it out of order? And I'm always like Lady, you can do whatever you want, but if you need to know, just Google it. (laughs) I I feel like a bad YouTuber when I say that, but when I'm feeling sassy, I'm like, so the time it took you to message me and then wait for me to reply to you, you go to type this into Google. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Well, it's they really want wrong. your opinion on it. So I, I like, know. you know, they're like, yeah. I trust your opinion. You are not going to steal I me wrong. But, but Google, Google's full of weirdos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when, it says, when it says number one, number two, yeah. number three. 
<laughs> Sorry. I guess I don't I don't mind it as much if it's something like that in the comments. Oh, no. What what I think what for me it's more when I get Instagram messages or comments where it's like, "Hey, can you recommend these like completely unrelated kinds of books to me?" And not even like, "Hey, could you maybe do a video about this?" But like, "Hey, can you tell me what I should read for these things?" I'm like, "No. No." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I've started, Bethany, I straight up just self-promoted. I'm like, you know, I actually did a trope video about this. You can find mm -hmm. it in my recommendations. And I move along. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not giving you personal recommendations. I'm sorry. That's why I have mm -hmm. an entire channel with over a hundred recommendation videos mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. I probably made it. But I mean, yeah, luckily I, people don't really ask me for recommendations. I think I'm just very opinionated in my right. videos. <laughs> I'm very loud. You, feel. <laughs> you know how I feel about things. Yeah. I've only like a few, but these are like people that like consistently comment on my videos. Mm -hmm. So like I've been talking to them probably for like a year. So I'm like, yeah, I'll give you like a personal yeah. recommendation. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. It's like out of the blue. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If it's someone like, oh, I know who you are. You comment on a lot of my videos. Like, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Cool. Well, any last thoughts on Tessa Dare? What? I don't know. Well, at the end of the day, I would say this, like, if we haven't convinced you enough with our gushing, like, she, it's, it's very charming <laughs> books. The ones we've mentioned as our favorite, they're very charming, they're very sweet, yeah. they're steamy still, they're fun. Um, mm -hmm. There's nothing in the ones that we recommend really that, like, there's not really... Are there any with trigger warnings? There might be some. Yeah, um, the, latest, the latest one has, uh, like... Wallflower Wager. Yes, um, yep. I knew there was something. Yeah. Grooming, um, childhood... Uh, sexual grooming essentially yeah. i mean it's not like explicit on the page but it is right. but you know what's happening yeah. Yes. yeah yeah i knew there was something to mention so i was like but for the most part you're gonna be pretty safe going into a mm -hmm. test of air um mm -hmm. if you're someone yeah. with warnings i always say if you know you have them look it up but otherwise yeah. you're be pretty safe well uh i don't know i think maybe any duchess will do because that's like um death of a child oh uh, yeah All right okay but um but other than that, like, there's no, like, real sexual assault content, I would yeah, say. Yeah, no. They're Besides, like, they're like off the page and Wallflower Wager. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty fluffy. They're pretty so, fun. They're, like, feel good. They're fun. chocolate mousse. They're rich and delicious <laughs> and airy at the same time. So Yeah. That's what I like to say, like, guys are. I'm like, they're chocolate lava cakes. They're hot on the outside and goo on the inside. And I like them. <laughs> yes. I love it. So everybody should just go read Tessa Dare. If you haven't already, we've given you some good places to start. Thank you guys. It was very helpful. And hopefully all of you guys enjoyed the conversation. Again, this has been <laughs> Chapter 3 Podcast. And I'm your host, Bethany. You can follow us on Twitter at Chapter 3 Podcast. And you can also find me on YouTube at Beautifully Bookish Bethany talking about even more books. The next episode will be available in two weeks. And this episode's bonus content with our guests will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.